is going on everybody this is drew here i want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of phoenix down this is phoenix down episode number 88.1 and we are continuing our trek through the bad games of the year with deadly premonition again we're back with deadly premonition we want to go another round with it no 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 matt and i want to go another round yeah and we, we plan to go four rounds we did plan to go four rounds. So you only had to suffer through two. That's, that's okay. Uh, I'll take that then. But I have with me Matt. Hello. And Anthony. Hello. And so, yeah. Uh, Deadly Premonition. Uh, we left off after the the weird meeting with the guy in the wheelchair with the gas mask. It's made out of a skull. Uh, at the hospital, and everybody thinks, hey, you know what, maybe we should go and uh, check out the crime scene, which is in the forest, which is clear across town. Man, how about a map that's actually useful? Uh, yeah, yeah. heinous. It's yeah. heinous. It's well, real bad. Well, you can't bad. zoom out. You can't zoom out. It's like, make sure you look right at this area. It's like, why can't I zoom out anymore? It's like, you just can't. Yeah. <laughs> you can zoom you can in. You can zoom in as far as you want to, to the point where you can't see anything. Why would Why would anyone zoom in more than even the default zoom? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That... Hmm. Big issue with this game is the is that for sure, um, and and this is honestly one of the worst drives because you're with other people who will just eventually stop talking to you. <laughs> uh, because when you're by yourself taking a long drive, um, he'll yeah. he'll keep talking to Zach, and he'll talk about Zach. Um, he'll talk to Zach about movies. That obviously doesn't happen when there's other people in the car. It's fairly good dialogue too on the movies. Like it's 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 funny. I, don't, I wouldn't say it's insightful necessarily, uh, but it's, I it's will, quirky and it's funny. It, well, no, it's pretty insightful. Like here's a so depending on how long you're in the car, it'll keep going. Um, I think there's actually an order to things, and it's also 
if you don't spend extra time in the car early on, it kind of is a good way to know if you're on track. Um, so, uh, I just, I, like, I know he talks about Godzilla at one point, and talks about, like, the American and Japanese versions, I believe, uh, but I, I like the fact that I'm a big fan of a movie called Remo Williams, and he actually brings that up. Uh, Fred Ward uh, from Tremors, it's like one of his few starring roles. It was a flop commercially. It is an American James Bond film, basically. It's awesome. Uh, is there some problematic content with Asian stereotypes? Maybe. Uh, but other than that, like it's actually a really good movie. And this is, I think, the only only piece of media that talks about it. There, there's some interesting choices where someone clearly knows their movies. Yeah, because it's a lot of stuff, references. but it's re- references you just wouldn't make. Yeah, I guess the best way to describe it. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoy that. Uh, it also feels really natural, even though it's a guy talking to himself. That's kind of odd. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, it, yeah, so when you're driving with other people, eventually they'll be like, aren't you supposed to be getting us there already? Well, that's fun. So you, you, that's, that was the drive to the crime scene. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. Th- there was one other com- part of the conversation that, you know, kind of minor, but I thought it was really cool where he was in the middle of one of his little monologues and I, I stopped the car and he basically said, all right, well, we'll, we'll pick this up later, Zach. And then the next time I got in the car, when I got back where, in to, to keep going, where were we? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Where, just, yeah. Where were we with that conversation? He just kept going. I mean, he just repeated it. So it wasn't super dynamic, but just the fact that it remembered that we were mid conversation, I, I don't know, minor, but I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, as far as that goes, I can, I'll give it that. It, it does the weird references pre- pretty well. And naturally, like it could have been way more stilted feeling. Yeah. Do you know the movie Godzilla? Yeah. I like the movie Tremors. It, it doesn't, I don't know, it just, it feels like someone who, and, and like, I mean, maybe this is the best uh, example of an autistic character because he really doesn't understand social cues. <laughs> like, the way he talks to people, they are always upset with him. Um, but, I mean, yeah. it's just, it's it's clearly someone, like, the character is supposed to be interested in movies, and he definitely comes off as naturally interested in movies. It... it it's the difference between something that is just referencing something to be like, hey, you like that too, right? No, this is another quirk, like him tapping, like when he taps himself on the chest when he's thinking, or the way he pulls out a cigarette will start smoking and then put it out, put it back in. Uh, yeah, he, the- he, he, he seems obsessive. He seems like the kind of guy who would obsess about a lot of things, movies included. Yes, I appreciate that on a level. Like, I feel like anytime 
they do that, like, it never seems to work out right. I think the only person that's done that to some extent is Kojima. And I'm pretty critical, so, like, of him as a writer. Uh, But, like, when you can call people, like, Otacon, him talking about anime feels natural. To some extent, for the time, anyways. It got better over the years. But, um, like, the characters knowing certain things about stuff they like, it seemed natural in that, but never felt like it was just trying to, like, get a high-five from the viewer. That's another... That's what this game feels like. It's not asking for you to be like, I like that, too. It's just like, yeah, this is... This is what this character likes. Yeah, and also, you know, that type of obsessive personality you might think would benefit you as a detective. Yeah. You know what doesn't benefit you as a detective, though? (laughs) Talking to invisible friends. Generally not a good thing. Maybe looking for your clues in your coffee. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. but I don't know the, the whole thing kind of fit for me. Like I I, I really like the character. I, I feel like it's more fleshed out than most game characters, and ju- not just like fleshed out backstory wise, but just you know it feels like a real person with nuance and quirk. And it's weird because like you're how do I say this? Uh, every other character in this game has a little bit of that. It's just you haven't been shown it yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you did kind of see it with the guy who likes the squirrels, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like that, but you'll see that a bit with every character. Probably not as fleshed out as... Uh, fleshed out, sorry. Um, as... Uh, as uh, York. But... It, it's close. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we get to the crime scene, and then York decides that he really needs to talk to the children. It, I mean, in his logic, it works, but boy, she's had a rough sequence. <laughs> the voice acting's a little stiff, because clearly the direction's not the best. Um, he's de- really demanding of the children to stay and talk. They have no issue with it, but everybody else does. Yeah. And I don't know if any of the information that they gave him was helpful, even though he said it was. Uh, it is for... So, from the way I take the sequence, is he is asking the kids to give their thoughts, because it's it's less cynical than any of the adults. So, he's like, what do you think? And they're like... A goddess. Ah, okay. They're good to go. And then he starts thinking around, it's like, why would this guy be praying? It's like, he's like, you know what? Like, because he's, he's apparently a profiler, which is interesting because he's insane. Um, but, uh, sorry, my, I'm a little stuffed up. Uh, he, he, he clearly has some idea of what's going on already. Remember, this isn't the first case he's deal- dealt with with the seeds. Yeah, he's got at least three, right? Uh, he's got... No, so he's got three in the one bag. I think that's from one set of murders. 
And then uh, he pulled out a bunch of bags and put them out. He's got about a dozen. And so when he sees the kneeling marks and the, what the kid said, he's like, ah, goddess. He's not, the guy's not doing a sexual act of any sort. He's praying at this, like, altar he's made. So it's, it's stuff like that where it's like, I feel, I know what happens in the game, but, like, the character seems to always kind of, like, he's always seems to be a little bit ahead, and sometimes you see him figuring it out, and other times you don't. And I, I'm not sure what, why there's a, like, why they let you see some of it, and not all of it, but... Like, sometimes he just puts stuff together. So. And sometimes you're there to witness it. Uh, so, yeah, you have to explore the crime scene and find a bunch of evidence. Then he puts together his thought. Um, I really hate that people are like, ah, okay, well, a woman's left town and she's the only one that has high heels. What? Like, that might be the dumbest thing. Yeah, I, I'll tell you probably the dumbest thing of this entire thing was why was there evidence in um, in uh, birds' nests that I had to shoot with my gun? They're shiny objects. <laughs> Flip up there somehow. Well, they're yeah. shiny objects. Both of them are metallic. Yeah. And then but I accidentally... Birds, the, they don't show you what type of bird it is. Some birds collect shiny objects. But the... Um, the the thing was was that uh I pulled out my gun to shoot the stuff and because the aiming is so bad I ended up aiming at the sheriff and I lost money because I aimed at the sheriff. Oh you didn't even pull the trigger? No. Just aiming at him. But then I shot some barrels and almost blew myself up and didn't lose any money there for causing a disturbance. So that sounds about right. Yeah. Um. So after here, we leave and go to the mill. See, here's where I have one of the issues. We are not there to figure out why York all of a sudden gets it. You know, like he's just like, let's go to the mill. I'm just like. Excuse me? But apparently, yep, we're going in the mill. Of course, you're driving again. Get to the mill. It's a shorter drive, thank God. And then we go in alone because anybody could be a suspect. And then we have another shooty segment, basically. We do a little bit of exploration, and then we get into the bang-bang I want to die. Yeah, and they they haven't really changed at all. They might come at you just a little bit faster. Yeah, sometimes they have guns. Yeah, but not in not in this section. No, not really. Yeah, only in kind of the boss section, right, with the shotguns. Yeah. Gotcha. So you get about halfway through just doing the standard sort of gameplay, and then 
um, you run into, well, there, there's a point where you walk into what I think is supposed to be like an employee bake, uh, bake, ugh, <laughs> break room. Sorry, it's, I, there we go. I, I can't hear myself all that well. So, sinuses, fun. Um, so, you end up in a break room, and the phone starts ringing after you turn the power back on. <laughs> and it's a voice that says, I can see you. And then you walk up to the door and look out <laughs> through the hole, even though, without having to look, I can see that the the, the raincoat killer is outside. <laughs> And then, and then he starts breaking down the door, and you have to hide and hold your breath. Um, yeah, because it's, it's earlier in this section that he says, "Where are you hiding?" Right? You hear him yes, on the call. Yes, the first time, the first time you pick up the phone, he goes, "Where are you hiding?" And then yeah. the second time, it's, um, "I see you," or whatever. I'm not sure how he found me, but um, yeah, I don't know either. You turned the power on, so he must have just known. Anyway, so. <laughs> he starts looking around the room and you're trying to avoid being caught. And, uh, there's plenty of different places to hide. Um, but what's neat about it is he starts breaking down the door and they do a sort of picture in picture. Um, it's prophecy is the first thing I thought of. Yeah, very similar. This is, uh, very similar to when the cop is knocking on the door in Indigo Prophecy and it's showing you knocking on the door. Yep, yep. Um, so... <laughs> I love that game. I adore that game. I hate that game. I, I, I don't, like I don't think it holds that, up. I yeah. like that first quarter, I should say, and then it <laughs> drops off. Um, yeah. He's busting down the door. I don't, I don't... I never made it that far in PS3. Did the frame rate drop there? Or did the mm. resolution dip? I didn't notice it if it did. Alright, so there's a there's a noticeable quality decrease in vid- in visuals and possibly fa- frame rate when it does the two pictures at once. Oh, yeah, because of trying to stream both? Um, y- yeah. I mean, it's weird because it's not it's not summon- it's not doing two instances of the the scenario. It's just two cameras, but it can't render it like clearly I mean, look, they they have like one texture for grass, and that texture is a whole five foot feet, five foot square. So, I mean, it shows you kind of the quality that we're here for. Um, it's functional, but it's rough. So, uh, we hide from him. You make it down the hallway, and then all of a sudden he's there, and you have to start wiggling the control stick back and forth to run down the hallway. Um, Irritatingly, at one point you have to push a box. Even if you destroyed boxes beforehand, there's yeah. suddenly a box there that you have to push out of your way. <laughs> I guess to build tension, and the whole time you're having to dodge stuff and everything. And eventually, um, you make it out. Oh, I just remembered something. Um, and you take the elevator down, and then when you hit the lower floor, he just jumps down from above. And, uh, there's a quick time boss fight sort of thing. Um, and the whole time you're going through this, you're collecting new evidence to do your profiling. 
right, we're back. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I forgot to mention, this is probably the first time you really see something, can't believe I'm saying this, something really bizarre and out there. Um, it's a tree with hands that you have to shoot all the hands to get a doorknob that looks like a hand. And when you put the doorknob in, and the hand then grabs you as you try to turn the hand doorknob. If that doesn't make any sense, thanks for catching up. That's exactly what happens. Like, it's it's weird and, yep, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then you leave and you're going to go to a town meeting. Uh, that's kind of the big next section. And, I mean, this is... This is like the first full-length sort of exploration shooty mode. I mean, it, um, it obviously had a, also the, it had a, like a structure, though. It did. Um, I don't know who builds their building like this. At least the hospital sort of makes sense. This is the this this mill has way too many rooms with a bunch of toilets. It looked like a prison at one point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like a prison. This is the point in the game where if you have not enjoyed any of it so far, I would tell you to bail out. Because, you know, I don't know... I don't know what there is going to be for you other than just a conclusion. And payoff yeah, you've got for the stuff it's set up. You've seen what the game has to offer. Yeah, it... And there's still extra stuff. Like, uh, after this, you can start doing the driving minigames. You can take place in... Like, there's fishing. There's weird, like, collecting cards. And there's a whole bunch of other little things that makes this town sort of feel more real. Um, you know, business is closed. Did anybody have to fill up on gas? I did just because I was at, like, 40% on my way to... So, did you fill up at the... The, the gas station yeah, where the, the girl comes... No, not the girl. Out. I had a guy. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> oh, this chick comes out with, like, Daisy Dukes on. And, um... I'm, like, you... Here's the thing I like about York that makes him interesting to me. He has a one-track mind, really. He's there to solve a case. <laughs> So it's very hard to get him to stray from the conversation at hand, which is, he wants to talk about the case. So this girl comes out in, like, Daisy Dukes and, like, a tied top, and it's embarrassing uh, to, to even just know that had someone had to make that sequence. And so uh, she's like, I don't know about much. Uh, why don't we talk about something else? And then, like... Yeah? Like what? <laughs> Do you want gas or not? <laughs> okay, alright, I mean, that's why I kind of stopped here. Like, what? <laughs> she's, she's like, angry with York for asking about, you know, hey, did you know anything about the murder that happened? <laughs> and basically she like, is like, I'm too dumb for that. <laughs> Do you want gas? Like, holy shit. I won't say this game is the 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 finest of fine art, but man, some of that shit makes me laugh <laughs> for all the wrong reasons. Ugh. 
AIS, uh, the guy I ran into was apparently, did she like, did it, you know, do a freeze frame and say her name and stuff? You know it. You mean like everybody in this game? Of course. Okay. I didn't know if like they only did that with main characters or something like that. Uh, they did it with this guy and this guy apparently has information and it gave me a side quest where if I keep paying him money, he'll give me a clue. What's his name? I can't even remember his name. What do you look like? He looked like a big dumb redneck. When you say big dumb redneck, glasses? No. Okay. Do you know who I'm referring to? Uh, y- yes. Okay. As I say, I don't think he enters the game, but like, I don't know if you can do that ahead of time and break sequence or whatever. No. Yeah. Nah, he's a, yeah. He's a gas station owner. Do you are you talking about the guy? You which guy? The guy that shows up in every sweary game? That one? <laughs> I guess. No, he's in spy fiction too. Oh. He's in spy fiction. I mean, he's the weird neighbor character in D4. He apparently shows up in The Missing. Okay. It's not the same character, but it it is the character looks very similar each time. And he's always got the same name. So, and is, and the is funny it this part, guy Forrest Kaysen? Yes, yes. Forrest Kaysen is a is your neighbor in D four. I don't know what who he is in the missing. Um, he is a scientist who dies very early on in spy fiction. Um. Yeah, it, it's, I, he's kind of, how do I put this, he's sort of Tarantino-esque, you know, with his, with, uh, with his worlds that he builds, um, talking about Swery, uh, you know, he likes talking about pop culture, um, I feel like he wears his inspirations on his sleeve, uh, I, like, I don't know, he just doesn't, Swery doesn't come off as, like, I've created the greatest game ever. It's just, like, I created something somebody likes. And, like, I I don't know. I appreciate this game for everything it tries. When it fails, it usually fails pretty hard. But um, I won't talk too much about the later stuff because I just don't remember. I don't remember where I got to. Um, I tried to, like, here's the fun fact. I started this game at least five times. This is being my fifth. Um, that seems pretty telling. Um, <laughs> well, I'll tell you the reason why I stopped the first time, which is the fir- the, the longest I made it. Um, it I had the old 360 um, model, the, the hourglass shape, like the uh, old arcade model, and um, that thing was like a furnace, and I was in a... 12 foot by 12 foot room and so even with a fan like in the middle of winter with a fan on with my the vent closed so no heat was coming in it was still like a furnace uh running the 360 um so and even and then in the middle of summer even with air conditioning on it was just so hot it was horrible to play and i mean 
Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, Drew, to some extent. Like, Alan Wake, I, I pushed through under the circumstances, but then, like, after Alan Wake was done, I unplugged my 360 and stopped using it. Uh, but then, you know, the other times were on director's cuts, um, I installed it on the new 360 I bought before it was backwards compatible on Xbox One. You know, it's, it's a game I've seen a lot of the intro of. A lot. So... Uh, but, I mean, it keep going back. So, obviously, there's something there that catches my eye. Otherwise, I just wouldn't return. Because, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like this game controls both. well. <laughs> yeah. I say both halves of that are telling. I can't make it through, but I keep wanting to retry. Hmm. Yeah, because I haven't finished this game. I know how it ends. Um, but... Uh, I mean, there's a big gap in between that, too. Um, You know, I've made it to see some weirder stuff happen, but I think the tree is probably the first weird... I mean, this game gets dumb to some extent later on. And when I say dumb, I'm not talking like what we've been talking about is dumb, which is like the voice acting and some of the dialogue and, you know, the, the actions that characters have and stuff. Um, I mean, like, spoiler, if you're out too late, a giant wiener dog comes down and, like, hunts down your car. Yeah. And you're asking yourself, why? And that's exactly the point, I think. Like, it's just, there's this level of, like, that's stupid. Yep. Let's put (laughs) it in there. So, I should talk, because I've talked about spy fiction quite a bit. Oh, by the way, the license plates in this game, I think all of them reference something, but the the cop car has spy fiction on the uh, license plate. I want to say they... I want to say it's this game, maybe I'm wrong, that has license plates that are all based off of movies. Um, Don't know. I have to double check. I think I'm actually confusing two two games. Um, uh, God damn it! Sorry. Um, but so spy fiction. Um, again, Swery's game before this. Um, he he does some annoying stuff in that game too. So that game plays a lot better. But then recreates the sequence from Mission Impossible where you are dropping through the room like Ethan Hunt. You know that you know that famous sequence of Mission Impossible that that's the only thing that people seem to remember from Mission Impossible One? Yeah. Is him lowering himself in that room that's pressure sensitive, heat sensitive and all that stuff. That happens in spy fiction and you have to spray yourself with a coolant spray that only lasts a certain amount of time. So you have to spray it before lowering yourself, which is another couple seconds. Lower yourself down. This thing only lasts like a minute in real time. You have to lower yourself down. I think there might be some lasers, but I don't recall. You have to lower yourself down, use the computer. The computer is at least stops time. You have to do the thing on the computer. 
And then, without resetting the timer, after the computer's done, you have to raise yourself back up through the lasers and and get out before you set off the alarm. I did it. It's fucking hard. And that's kind of the weird chances you take with games like this that make the game both worthwhile and horrible to play. Um, I don't want to ever do that in a video game again, but I'm glad that someone did it so I know better. And it's it's the small things like, I don't know if I really want a hunger and sleep meter in a, in a open world horror game. But at the same time, I'm glad that someone was like, I want to try to capture the, uh, the, the idea of being in a small town and solving a murder. Because it does feel, like, I don't know if you've, I don't know the areas where you guys are from, but, like, if you go up to northern Ontario in the smaller towns where there is a small community and there's local shops and people, you know, go to the local diner and stuff, it's it's very reminiscent of that small town vibe. Except this place is fucking huge, but it's a different complaint altogether. But it's... It, I don't know. This game... I have a lot of love for this game, even though I've never finished it because of various reasons. Um, it's... It's probably my favorite game that we've played this year, even though I haven't finished it. I wouldn't say it's the best, though. Gotcha. Well, Matt, what about you? How do you feel about this game? Actually, it's funny the way that you you just phrased that, because that's what I was going to say about this game. I think it's my favorite game of the year. Uh, I haven't played enough to really give it the the full fair shake, I feel, given the fact that um, many of the other games were kind of played through to completion, including Bound by Flame, which, you know, has been at the top of my list up until now. So there's a lot of things I like about the game, but then when it comes to actually playing it, it's a bit boring. You know, like if if it wasn't for if it wasn't for all the I don't know that phrase doesn't really make any sense. But if it wasn't for all the interesting bits, it would be boring. <laughs> I guess. But, like I don't know the, the driving, shooting, like a lot of that stuff isn't of any value to the game. I think that if that had been shortened, and this game had been shortened by a few hours, I would have absolutely loved well, it. By a few, probably half the time. If, yeah. This game is so fucking long. Yeah, it's like, weirdly the, padded. But then I also think if you don't have... This is one of those weird cases where it's like, fuck, I hate padding in video games, but I have to defend it to some extent because... I mean, it's so... That's part of the feeling of this game, is this weird existing in this town for the very short while you're supposed to be there. So, yeah, and, and I think also to an extent the meandering is as well, because something like Twin Peaks, that show meanders a lot. And I hate that. You know, why, why does it... 
Uh, maybe maybe I'm asking too many questions about myself in, in why I enjoy <laughs> something. It, why do I accept it from this game? I was about to say we've we've talked about this in email chains before. Is like why do you give certain games a pass? Yeah, I and, I don't give it a pass. Yeah, but I mean, like you have games you probably do give a pass to some extent, right? I mean, like I'm, everybody has that spot where it's just it for no. I mean, I can give you reasons, but for some reason, like you are willing to overlook in this small scenario the faults too and i you know what this is what ryan was trying to say on the podcast probably is like why are we overlooking the faults of one thing and when we would be so quick to point them out in the other i don't know i don't know why that is nothing is objective i suppose like objectively this game is is not the biggest piece of shit that some review outlets put it as object or uh, subjectively though i love it like objectively it's not great like it's it, there there's nothing about this game that says quality right but at the same time maybe the the sum of the parts is greater than the whole right like i enjoy certain aspects of this game so much in yeah. comparison to the aspects I do not like. And to be fair, I don't hate any of them, so that probably helps. This, like, I really don't hate anything this game does other than the map. Um, like, driving's not terrible, but I'd be way better if I knew where I was going. This is a game that if it got redone and had the little kinks worked out, because you could do it without totally, you know, changing this game, I think this game would be received a lot better and enjoyed by a lot more people. Um, you know, have a better GPS system. Um, you have know, a GPS system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it tells you where to go. It doesn't tell you which way to get there. And it provides you a map. Yeah. Two different, two different assists. Um. You know, uh, you know, the working on the textures a bit, the, the animation and the modeling. Uh, I don't think you have to change anything about the voice acting because it's not the main issue when it comes to the dialogue. It's like watching characters stiffly move while the dialogue's happening. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind, but you know what? I I also like Earth Defense Force, and that kind of is the the same vein of this game. It's made on the cheap, it goes for something, and I suppose succeeds at it, and that's sometimes all I can ask for, right? I'd rather have something that kind of aims to do something fun and unique, rather than like, known to be good and just kind of be okay overall. Hmm. Like, you know, play it safe or play it dangerous. And this game, I think, plays a little dangerous <laughs> to the point where I think it suffers at times because of it. But well, I don't know this 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 game this game is, is tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> you know, I I, I don't I, I can't def if you don't like this game, I cannot tell you you're wrong for disliking it. Yeah, at all. I you know. 
everybody knows how I feel about this game, and while I don't think it's the worst game we've played, I still don't like it. I just, I, I don't get it. There's people out there who, you know, defend this game, and I wouldn't say defend it, they, they, they tout it as a, a diamond in the rough, or, I, I don't even necessarily think that the story's all that great. I just think it's, I don't know, like, I, I feel like it's just being weird for weird's sake. And I don't like feeling down on stuff, but I've, this is one of those games where so many people are saying, I like this, and I just don't this, like it. I can't believe I'm saying this. This is my Shenmue. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that state, yeah, like, there yeah. is... It will either hit with you or it will not. I don't like Shenmue. I think it's boring. But what really is different from Shenmue and this in the grand scheme of things? It's instead got a lot of doing stuff martial arts, the same. Yeah, you know, um, you feel like you're existing in a town. You know, uh, it's very wooden at times in the way stuff is performed. Um, it. it I, the thing about Shinmu is it, it's, it's also dated. I would well, hope that Shinmu 3 is going to be a little bit better. Well, that's bad news for you. Well, I would, uh, I, like I said, I would hope, but that, that's probably not the case. I, in, in, I would say in 1999 when Shinmu released, there was a lot more people out there who said this is a good game. Rather than in Deadly Premonition's case, when it came out in 2008, there were a lot of people yeah. saying this is a bad game. So uh, it's not, it didn't come out in 2008. When did it come out? 2010. 2010, excuse me. Okay, two years off. Well, I mean, I think it makes a little bit more sense. Um, yeah, well, well here... Let me. I'm reading from the Wikipedia, so I can't take any credit. Deadly Premonition originates at, uh, from Rainy Woods, a game that Access Games beca- uh, began work on in fall of 2004. The design document was produced in September 2004, followed by the project start in March 2005. The prototype was assessed on October 2005, as was an alpha iteration in March 2006. In September 2007, it trailer for Rainy Woods debuted, promoting the title as a multi-platform game for the PS2 and Xbox 360 consoles during the Tokyo Game Show. If you look up the beta version of Deadly Premonition, where uh, York looks a little bit more normal, that is uh, from that alpha. Um, it featured the young and very cynical FBI special uh, agent David Young Henning as its protagonist. They call him York in the um, Unseen 64 article because that's who it is. Several video game journalists noticed, uh, noted the title shared strong similarities with the American supernatural television show Twin Peaks. Rainy Woods was cancelled soon after its debut due to considerable technological difficulties with the two platforms' hardware, including memory allocation and lighting. 2008 began work on Deadly, uh, uh, Swery began work on Deadly Premonition, 
which was intended to be a reboot of Rainy Woods, combining the assets from Rainy Woods with a new scenario and game design. I'm going to be honest with you. I think he just took Rainy Woods and changed the character. Because that would make a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, from the very little that's been seen of Rainy Woods, it sure still does look like Deadly Prevenition. Like, to the point where, yeah, it makes sense that they were trying to put this on PS2. It sure fucking looks like it belongs on PS2. And fun fact, Earth Defense Force 2017, I believe, was a port of the first PS2 game or the second PS2 game. Because while they didn't come out in North America, it was Monster Attack in Europe and then whatever the value 200... 2500 series or something like that which is the amount of yen it cost um, in Japan like I want to say this game was supposed to be far more budget but um, yeah oh, oh god damn it I, stuff I'm just learning now too reading this um, uh, Access Games also began simultaneous development on Lord of Arcana uh, and which would also be released in 2010. The budget for the overall project was not very much. Um, uh, duh, 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 duh. Kenji Gota, an independent film director, uh, helped create the dialogue. And that's where that film dialogue comes from. Uh, Sorry, I'm just quickly reading through. Um, the central focus of the gameplay is the freedom for the player. That's where I wanted to create a game that players could progress at their own speed, which, sure, I mean, you got to be places at certain times, and I think you fail if you never... I've never not met the goal, but, yeah. He had planned to incorporate two more mini-games involving chess and perfume, which I think I'd hate, uh, because I saw his first chess game, and I'd considered having the player's character's weight and hair length fluctuate, which is still there because you have to shave. You can let his beard grow out. Yeah. Um, additionally, the combat sections of Deadly Premonition were added last in development after a publisher worried that the game would not sell well in the West without it. Aspects of the game were initially more violent as well as a way to express a fear of death. For example, the second victim was intended to be disemboweled while still living. However, the later's were uh, the scenes were later toned down as Ray felt they were too extreme. Um, yeah, look, it it's a different sort of approach. I honestly I can't imagine this game without combat to some extent because I think that game would be really just a walking simulator. But yeah, yeah, I, I like this game. Can't. I can't tell you it's good, but I like it. So let me ask you this. I'll, I'll ask both of you this. It's third on my list. Do you plan... No, well, hang on a second. Oh. <laughs> Do you plan on completing this game? I will be this time, yeah. So you're going to continue playing it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know when I'll be able to finish it. Probably December-ish, but... um, Yeah, I mean, I've been wanting to complete it for a while. Um... Again, like, it, for the most part, it was the fact that this was locked on a 360 when I first got it, 
I think the uh, director's cut came out in 2012. Give me a second here. I have to look that up. Because I think Deadly Premonition director's cut came out around the time uh, PlayStation 3 in North America. 2013. So that was late for the PS. Like, I was sort of just playing more uh, portable stuff because I stopped wanting to play PS3 stuff because installing shit on there is a pain in the ass. Um, and then I ran port- poorly, which is saying something because the 360 version isn't great. Um, it wasn't what I wanted from a director's cut. I kind of wanted the the him to, you know, edit a bit more and, and figure out the, the flaws of that game, and it just kind of felt like a re-release with new scenes to justify its existence. Um, that being said, I still put it on PC, too, because I hate myself, and I really wanted a sequel, which I guess we're getting now. Um, yeah, just, just announced last month. But I want to I want to finish it. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's something I've really enjoyed, and I really wanted to finish, and once I'm done with the uh, 360 original, I'll probably go and uh, mod the shit out of uh, the PC version and see if I can get it running in sort of any decent way. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have no reason not to finish it. I, I don't hate my time with it. I, I clearly like the game. I've said that multiple times. So I to not finish it, I feel like, would be a disrespect to this game at this point because how many times I fucking started it. I have no excuse. My Xbox One does not heat up my room. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I will certainly be finishing it. Uh, My plan is to finish up this and Duke Nukem and a couple other ones that I didn't quite finish in December before the end of the year. Uh, And also get to play Call of Juarez and some of the other ones that, I, that I've that i missed along the way. But, no, I, I, I've enjoyed the game. I think it's, so far, it's been relatively easy, so the flaws that are there haven't crossed over into frustrating. And, you know, for me, it was kind of the a one-two punch, if you will, of the initial premise. I like, you know, the, the few games, I think, that have really at least done that murder mystery setup. I love Persona 4. I love the beginning of that game. I love that idea of there's a killer on the loose. We need to find him. Same thing with Heavy Rain. I just, as simple a premise as that is, when you get to do that investigation and feel like you're investigating a bit, that, you know, that's a strong setup for me. And then to follow that up with a, you know, interesting, quirky character, those are the two strengths for me. And, uh, you know, I, especially having heard throughout these couple of recordings that the, the that the game there there is some payoff the story does come around it gets a little more weird it gets like, weirder oh. though i need you to know yeah. that it gets weirder yeah. there's payoff but it gets weirder <laughs> all of those things are reasons for me to want to keep playing so i i'm really looking forward to seeing where this game goes i've been looking forward to playing it for quite a long time and you know i'm glad we did even if it's certainly not a perfectly made game okay and also the sequel, depending on if I if I can make it through this game and 
get excited for the sequel. You know, I, I, I'm you can have a switch for it, right? I don't know. It, they keep switch, saying it's right. they oh. They keep saying it's going to be exclusive, but I don't think at any point, like, people keep saying that, but I've not heard that the game is going to be exclusive at all. Not from yeah, official well, sources. It, it will be available on the Switch. Yeah. And because they announced it there, people are like, oh, you know, it's Switch exclusive. Like, that's not necessarily the case now. Hmm. But yeah, I'll play it on the Switch. Sure. Well, I will not be. <laughs> Needless to say. So where is where is this on your list? Um, mine is is pretty much smack dab in the middle. That's fair. Let me look at it here. So, got I've to... still basically got two middles. Also, I've got my numerical middle. And I've got where I draw the line between games that are playable and games that are unplayable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's right. Yep. It's right between Damnation and Terminator Salvation for me. <laughs> so uh, Damnation on the side of playable, Terminator Salvation me, on the side of... it's between Two Human and The Quiet Man. So... Um, I'll just go to where I get to Deadly Premonition and then the game right after that. Number 16 is Sonic. Excuse me, 17 is Sonic. 16, Secret Service. 15, Mindjack. 14, Damnation. 13, The Quiet Man. Uh, 12, Terminator Salvation. And 11, Deadly Premonition. The game after that, Shinmu. <laughs> I would prefer to play Rever- Shinmu over. I would prefer to play Shinmu over Deadly Premonition. But neither of them. Pre- but neither of them. I, I wouldn't want to play any of these. <laughs> Th- there's only really Mine. three games on this list that I would care to play. Hayes Bound by Flame, Call of Juarez. Um, well, let me see here. Two Human, I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. So four. So there's four games. Hayes, Two Human, Call of Juarez, and Bound by Flame. Alright, my it, my top three are currently Hayes. I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think anything at this point is bumping out Hayes. as my number one. So that's just going to be there. Um, two Bound by Flame... Uh, and then three Deadly Premonition. And and the only... I, I'd put Deadly Premonition at two. And But I think Bound by Flame was really competent in what it was doing that I can't say Deadly Premonition always is. So I, I give a little... Even though I would say I enjoy Deadly Premonition more than Bound by Flame, uh... It's hard to say that it is more enjoyable. And then right after Deadly Premonition is Night Trap, then Call of War as a Cartel, Duke Nukem Forever, Eat Lead, Two Human, Damnation. Right after Damnation, I draw the line, and then it's Terminator Salvation, <laughs> Quiet Man, Unearthed, Dark, Secret Service, Mind Jack, Shenmue, Perfect Weapon, and Sonic the Hedgehog. At very last, Sonic the Hedgehog. 
<laughs> yeah. So we have no emails, but that's okay. Um, if you would like to send us an email, it's drew at ztgd.com. You can also tweet to us. I'm at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And Anthony is at Intersect. The podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. And, uh, yeah. Uh, we are, Matt is going to be doing NaNoWriMo the month of November. So it's going to be me and Anthony. And the next game is going to be. I, I don't know. This may be a contender for beating out Sonic. I don't know. No. I'm going to say no. I, I, and I'll tell you why, because I feel like there is nobody going... If I handed a... <laughs> it's the expectation, right? If I handed a bunch of veteran developers like and m- money and just said, build a game, or I handed a bunch of people who have never programmed anything in their life, here's a bunch of money... That, and then pointed them at the Unity store, <laughs> asset store, and said, "Buy yourself a game." <laughs> and then tell me, like, patch it all together, and then come back to me, and like the expectations would not be the same. So it's hard, but at the same time, I can't say Sonic the Hedgehog had the following problem. Well. My thing is, like, you can look at it that way, and sure, I can look at it that way, too. But true. As I talk across the room, because that's how this fucking game's audio plays out. (laughs) I mean, at some point, what level I have... And this is where you might be right. At what level does someone hear something like this and go, that's fine? Maybe that's all they could do. But the game in question that we are going to be playing is Gene Rain. <laughs> which is what I reviewed last year. And it also made my game of the year list by saying it was shit. Oh my god. No. What? Oh my god, it's coming soon to Steam. What, Gene Rain is? Yes! Of course, why? <laughs> everything else is on Steam. Why wouldn't that be on there? But it's not saying when. It's just saying coming soon. And there, dude, oh, if I've ever seen bull shots in my life, the game is running somewhat decently in the video on no, Steam. No, no, dude, dude, dude. Go, go look at a trailer. Go look at one of their trailers that they released. Oh on the my 360. god! Because on the Xbox One, I'm you know, glad X, yeah, Xbox One. Knowledge for piece of shit that it is. The, the oh, it runs is, fine it, on there too. It plays. It plays in 4K. The thing is, is that. It looks fine in 4K until you start moving. Oh, man. And then... Oh, man. I can't believe I'm looking at a page on Steam for this piece of shit. And the only reason why, even though, let's be honest, you're right. There's a bunch of shit. 7 out of 10 from IGN. IGN gave... Gene Rain, a 7 out of 10? If you do like sci-fi third-person shooter game, Gene Rain will definitely present you a special experience, IGN, 7 out of 10. Special. Please note, IGN... China. 
That's what right. What if you son of a bitch? <laughs> That's right. This was made in China. And as we all know by the recent events, you don't poo-poo something made in China unless you get a gun to your head. <laughs> <laughs> so is 7 out of 10 okay? We will accept 7 out of 10. Okay. 7 out of 10. Oh, man. Like, oh, I, I man, like I'm sci-fi. Or just a break. <laughs> yeah. If you like sci-fi game, oh, you gave it a 1.5. <laughs> I did, yes. <laughs> oh, man. There's only one review that's worse than yours, and it's God is a Geek. And just says, it's a broken, buggy, disjointed mess. Perhaps the biggest plus point is that it's mercifully short at around four hours long. Oh, Drew, you might end up playing the whole thing. Well, we can. Because we got a whole month for us. God damn it! But anyway, let's get out of here. I've I've had enough. I've had enough this year. <laughs> Glad to be done with it. Yeah. It's not the worst game that we've played this year. <laughs> but it's just, it's just the, it, to me, it's one of the most annoying games we've played this year. Price I'd pay. <laughs> yeah, don't buy this. Is that what I said? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> what was the blurb Adding... on Open Critic for it? Oh, man. Oh, give me a second here. Um,. Oh, Open Critic. I was on, yeah. Gene Rain. Sorry. Let me see here. Oh, it might be on PS4, too. I don't remember it Gene Rain is one of those games that has the potential of having uh, it's so bad it's good stamp on it, but actually playing the game is a frustrating chore that many will turn off about 30 minutes. Um, one out of ten from God is a Geek, poor attempt at game, uh, Gears of War clone that gets almost nothing right. Uh, ACG said never touch. To Tech Raptor, Gene Ray is a combination of so many terrible elements that at times is genuinely completely baffling. At one point a character says existence has long been considered the only value in humans. I'm not sure I agree with him because the other value in humans is their ability not to not play Gene Ray's. <laughs> Oh shit! We're gonna have a good time next week. Yep. Woo! Don't buy this game, Matt. Watch it. Watch it. Uh, I, I can't guarantee that. I don't know where Game <laughs> Grin is from, but they gave it a six out of ten. And said all in all, not a bad game, especially for a first outing. A little rough around the edges, but still a game's worth. A sh- uh, still a game that's worth a try. I do not agree with you. That's, we give everything a six that we get free, or something. I I cannot imagine that. No, no, no game. No game. That game sucks. I played it. We got it for some reason, like four free copies. Of course, because that was the only that way they can say say they sold four copies. Um, <laughs> that game is terrible. It looks bad. It sounds worse. And then it plays bad, too. Well, get ready for that one. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Nothing else. But that's going to be it for us. Until next time, I'm Drew. And I'm Matt.
And the swollen scorpions. And that's going to be it for us. I hope you guys have a great week. Until then, I want you to enjoy this wonderful song that Anthony made for me. Because Drew said a certain song sounded like farting into a saxophone. Yep. And uh, that's what we're going to go out with. So you guys enjoy this edited version of the, the weird jazzy song from Deadly Premonition. And we'll be back next week with Gene Ray. Mm-hmm.